0: Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider.
1: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
0: Welcome back to Coast to Coast. We've got a great couple hours for you. James Barrett, a long fascination with artificial intelligence which came to a head in his life in 2000 when he interviewed inventor Ray Kurzweil roboticist Rodney Brooks, sci-fi legend Arthur C. Clarke. Now, Kurzweil and Brooks were optimistic about a future they considered inevitable. Clarke was not so sure, saying, I think it's just a matter of time before machines dominate mankind, he said. Intelligence will win out. James Barrett has spent the last 13 years researching the future of mankind and robots. And James, is it a bright future for us, or should we pack up right now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's good to be here, George. Um, Thank you. You know, the future is in our hands, uh, uh, but unless we make good decisions now, um, it, will, we will, it will be in the machine's hands.
0: Well, in our final in- invention, you're really concerned about artificial intelligence.
1: Yeah. Well, I, my, my book is about trying to uh, get people to understand that artificial intelligence is a dual-use technology. It's it's capable. And that's a technology that's capable of great good or great harm, like like nuclear fission. You know, yeah. Fission, fission is the power behind nuclear power plants, and nuclear we- and and nuclear weapons. So uh, we need to think of AI more in more like fission than like you know car manufacturing. It's not uh, it's not uh, benign.
0: What makes these machines so intelligent? I mean, it just boggles my mind that through chips and computers yeah. that they can make things that are so realistic and they just, yeah. you know, they just keep getting better and better and better. How, how do they and, do that?
1: And, you know, I'm, I'm, despite the title of my book, I'm actually very, very, uh, I'm fascinated by artificial intelligence. I think it's an incredible technology um, or a set of technologies. Well, it's, it's a bunch of, uh, you know, there's a bunch of things that go, a bunch of things that go into the secret sauce for AI. One is uh, advances in computer chips. You know they're, they're, Moore's law says computer chips get uh, double, double in speed and, and half in price every 18 months, and that's been true since the 1960s. So computer chips are getting better. Um, software techniques are getting better. There's a new uh, right now, deep learning and artificial neural nets. Those are two software techniques are making huge headway. And um, there's just new, uh, sort of a, a new way of thinking about artificial intelligence right now. So, um, and, and finally, the, th- the third component is big data. Big data is, is changing everything. So it's, it's a bunch of things that have made this an especially important time for AI. It's a real AI revolution
0: what made the big leap in computer knowledge when you know in the beginning you know they had the univax machines and all these uh, yeah. tele- these types of um, the, i remember ribbons they'd put through paper ribbons yep. with information what happened how did this thing what? explode
1: <laughs> well the personal computer gave gave everything a giant jump start and that was made possible by again the computer chip you know it used to be that you needed you needed uh to, to make as many calculations as your cell phone you needed a computer the size of a, of a, of a football field um, as as the components get smaller and and faster uh, the the computers can get smaller and faster so now in our in our um, in our smartphones we have we have more processing power than 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 were on any uh, on the computers on any of the Apollo missions
0: that's right that's right I know so mean...
1: it's it's miniaturization it's uh, it's it's circuitry but it's also um, software techniques, you know, people have been just writing better programs, and then the availability of big data. Um, there's a giant economic wind propelling the development, you know, the whole IT landscape, the whole uh, information technology landscape. Um, uh, we're automating so many things, uh, and and businesses are pursue automation because it's cheaper than having humans do the work. So things are getting smaller and cheaper, and they're going to continue that way.
0: And as they get smaller, they get faster, don't they?
1: Yeah, yes. um there's been terrific advances in uh, in processing speed because of the advances in the CPU or central processing unit. You know right now, they're making uh, processing processors that are designed specifically for artificial intelligence. and what's that what that's going to do is when you when you right now, when you ask your phone for directions, when you ask Siri, for example, for directions, the directions aren't found in your phone. They go. To, it goes to a satellite, which goes to a data center, and they send the directions back to you. Instantly. Well, instantly. Well, sort of instantly. And then, but it's going to be really instant when the when that AI-designed chip is in your smartphone. Then anything you want, like like when you're talking to Siri, uh, when you're talking to um, any of the digital assistants, the the information that they'll be able to access will be will come a whole lot faster. Any of the processes like navigation or object recognition or translation, uh, all that will be faster. You know, simultaneous translation is coming up so that um, you, can, you, you can be on Skype with someone in Russia, for example, or, or China, and your, your, your computer will translate what you're saying simultaneously and it will translate what they're saying simultaneously.
0: That's that's remarkable. So, in some cases, this kind of intelligence is pretty darn good, isn't it?
1: You know, it, it is, and that's why it's it's dual use. You know, it's 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 in the short term, uh, it's going to make our lives better. I mean, it's just really handy tools. Um, self driving cars are going to make far fewer accidents on the highway. Oh know?
0: gosh, that scares the heck out of me, James. Wow. And I, I well, am get, opposed get to I am opposed to self driving trucks. Because I don't want our truck drivers to lose their jobs.
1: That's that's right. You know there are five million professional drivers in the United States: truck drivers,
0: limo guys, drivers. everything, and women. Yep.
1: Yeah. Delivery delivery people. Um, all the all that's going to unfortunately they're going to be unemployed.
0: You you okay. see that coming? You feel that,
1: don't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's you know, every state right now is uh, they're passing legislation to allow self-driving cars and trucks on the road. And there's a giant again. There's there's lobbyists in Washington working for the, the the people making self-driving cars and computer technology that are making sure these laws get passed. Um, it's 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 going to happen, and then we're gonna then people who, who are who are professional drivers are going to have to figure out what else what, what else they can do. What? It's, it's not just it's not just them. It's uh, you know there are five million bookkeepers, uh, back office uh, accounting operations people. They're all going to be unemployed. Um, it's going to be it, uh, factory workers. You know, you know that story. I mean,
0: oh yeah, look what happened uh, there.
1: Yeah, Foxconn, which is the biggest contract manufacturer of electronics in the world, they make the iPhone. Uh, they just bought thirty thousand robots to replace thirty thousand workers. Oh my God!
0: So, and and in the long run, it's cheaper to buy the robots, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, in fact, an American manufacturer robots. Uh, rethink robotics has a robot named baxter and baxter costs about twenty two thousand dollars which is approximately what a minimum wage worker makes in a year except baxter works around the clock you know he works three shifts instead of one shift.
0: yeah yeah that's right you can work him day in and day out yeah
1: never takes vacation and
0: doesn't whine and complain
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you know unfortunately that's 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 and that's why i say it's this is the downside. The downside in the short term is there's going to be huge, um, huge unemployment and just and just uh, dis- economic disruption.
0: Can it be stopped? Is, is this going to stop at all, mm-hmm. James?
1: It's not going to stop. You know, what we have to do is learn how to try and try and learn how to live with these these repercussions. You know, automation and robotics and AI will create jobs, but the 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 jury is out on whether they'll create enough jobs for all the people that they'll render uh, jobless. So it's, it's kind of a wait and see. I mean, you can't, you, can't, it's, it's, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.